This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 20th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Joe Biden wants to raise taxes to the tune of more than $2 trillion over the next decade. Where does he expect it to come from? Should most American workers expect, as Joe Biden has indicated, a tax cut? And should Americans expect that they'll be spared from having the IRS snoop on their bank accounts? Cato's Chris Edwards comments. Give me your big picture of what uh, Joe Biden wants to do with respect to taxing. Well, the House Democrats have passed through the uh, House Tax Writing Committee a massive tax increase of $2.1 trillion over the next decade. They would massively increase taxes on both individuals and corporations. First question would be, you know, what are they going to use that $2.1 trillion for? And you can put the money into two buckets. $1.2 trillion of it is subsidies within the tax code. They're going to uh, greatly increase tax credits for lower income Americans with most of that money. And so that's $1.2 trillion of the $2.1 trillion in tax increases. And then the other $0.9 trillion, uh, they're going to be used for other spending uh, purposes in the uh, big reconciliation bill uh, passed by the Democrats. Joe Biden has said that for uh, the vast majority of taxpayers, this it would involve no tax increase whatsoever. In fact, uh, many taxpayers, he says, would receive a tax cut. How do you evaluate his claim? Well, there would be $2.1 trillion in tax increases. And, you know, he would uh, provide $1.2 trillion of subsidies to low-income Americans. But most of that is actually not tax cuts. Most of it is increased spending. In particular, the earned income tax credit and the child tax credit uh, run by the IRS are vast spending programs. And so, you know, much of the money they're going to raise from high earning individuals and corporations, they're going to be essentially spending through the tax code through these low income credits. And then they're going to be uh, using the rest of the money for other uh, spending in the upcoming reconciliation bill. The uh, the the big tax bill has over 100 provisions, I think about 140 different provisions that uh, include dozens of new uh, green spending tax incentives for electric utilities, for biofuel, for electric vehicles, uh, a couple dozen provisions for uh, uh, state and local uh, uh, debt financing, for the low-income housing tax credit, which is a very uh, uh, corrupt and uh, fraud-ridden uh, program. Um, and so the, 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 the huge complexity of what the Democrats are trying to do is also part of this story. The tax code would get much more complicated with these uh, over 140 or so provisions. Joe Biden during the campaign said that uh, essentially no individual earning $200,000 would face higher taxes. Um, and somehow that got switched to where it was uh, no family earning basically that amount would face higher taxes. Well, there are some tax increases on moderate income individuals. For example, he raises uh, tobacco taxes uh, substantially, which hits people across the income spectrum. But the more important thing is that he raises taxes by two point one trillion dollars on uh, business investment, on savings, on entrepreneurs, on small businesses, 
uh, this would be very damaging to the economy. So the breakdown of the $2.1 trillion in tax increases is basically he would hike the corporate tax rate. That would raise about half a trillion dollars. Uh, he would hike the taxes on the foreign operations of U.S. corporations. That would raise about half a trillion. And then he would raise taxes on individuals by about one trillion dollars. Uh, He'd raise the top income tax rate. He'd uh, hike the capital gains tax rate up to 25%, and he'd impose a surcharge on people earning over $5 million. It, it is the broadest assault on high-earning uh, individuals and entrepreneurs and businesses. I, I can remember in uh, doing tax policy now for 30 years in Washington, it's, it's really extraordinary what the Democrats uh, are proposing here. So uh, how much revenue uh, does he believe that this will raise? How much do you believe it will raise? Well, he, you know, the uh, it has been scored by the Joint Committee on Taxation to raise $2.1 trillion. But that is uh, sort of what you can call a macrostatic score, meaning that it doesn't take into account, you know, the, the broader economic uh, damage that these tax increases are going to cause. So, you know, for example, with corporations, our tax rate now would be uh, substantially above the global average corporate tax rate. That means that investment will flow out of the United States, and that means that the government won't get as much money as it thinks it's going to. He would raise the, the capital gains tax rate. Well, the, re the uh, government can maximize capital gains tax rate at around 15 or 20 percent, but he would push our capital gains tax rate way above that. So the government would actually lose money just sort of for the purpose of penalizing high earning individuals. It doesn't really make any sense. Let, let's talk about why uh, you, you mentioned the global corporate average uh, tax rate. Uh, why is that important? A lot of people say, uh, a lot of particularly Democrats say, look, raising the top corporate tax rate to this number is not going to uh, break the bank. It's comparable to what we had two decades ago in, in uh, uh, tax rates. Why does it matter that we look at these relative tax rates across countries? Well, think about some of the most dynamic industries in our economy, industries that have been in the news in recent years, the pharmaceutical industry, the automobile uh, industry, uh, uh, energy industries, the solar panel industry. You can locate these uh, facilities and factories and research facilities for these companies in any of dozens of countries. I mean, Intel Corporation, they can put their new uh, new semiconductor chip plant in Arizona or California or in Taiwan and Ireland and many other countries. So, you know, it, the reality of the global economy is America needs to compete. We need to uh, provide a good uh, environment for businesses, else businesses will move offshore, they'll produce offshore, and we'll uh, end up importing semiconductor chips rather than making them here. So that, that doesn't make any sense to me. We should have the, the most competitive corporate tax system in the world, not one of the least competitive. Uh, you know, the average corporate tax rate in Europe now is only 19%. Uh, European countries get the idea that you've got to uh, have a competitive corporate tax system. But for some reason, uh, U.S. Uh, policymakers, many of them don't seem to understand the need to have a globally competitive uh, corporate tax system. One more point on what the Democrats want to do on corporate taxes. The, the Democrats not only want to increase the corporate tax rate, they want to massively increase the taxes paid by U.S. corporations on their foreign subsidiaries and their foreign affiliates. This would be hugely damaging. 
what the Democrats and a lot of liberals don't seem to understand is that the main purpose of the foreign operations of U.S. companies is to penetrate foreign markets. And when U.S. companies like Apple or Intel penetrate foreign markets, it's good for workers back here at home in America because it tends to increase U.S. exports. So uh, the Democrats, by raising the costs for companies like Apple or General Motors uh, to operate abroad, they're going to end up damaging the U.S. domestic economy and reducing opportunities for U.S. workers. And it's it's really I find it remarkable that the Democrats, they don't understand that basic this basic way that multinational corporations work. Joe Biden has said that he wants to give the IRS new tools to uh, look into Americans' bank accounts to see what money has flowed in and out of those bank accounts. Um, he argues that this would only target uh, very high income earners, uh, people who are not somehow uh, legally or illegally are not paying the taxes that they owe. Uh, my sense is that if if bank accounts are something that the IRS is going to begin to monitor, the people that they're going to catch in the act of not paying taxes on income are relatively low income people who get paid in cash. This is an extremely uh, intrusive and harmful and, and damaging uh, thrust of federal power to start uh, if the IRS starts demanding uh, information from everyone's bank accounts. It's not as if the people who work for, at the IRS don't make mistakes and they're angels and they always do the right thing. That really isn't true. The IRS... Uh, does massive screw ups all the time. They miscalculate people's taxes. They make big mistakes. And so if they're going to start digging into people's uh, bank accounts, they're going to find that millions of things look sort of suspicious. And then they're going to go at the taxpayers like a pack of wolves. And it's, when that happens, taxpayers have a very hard time in pushing back against the IRS and pointing out the IRS's mistakes. So there's going to be, you know, everyone's going to have to lawyer up basically because the IRS is going to be going after, um, you know, millions of people for really innocuous, you know, movements of cash in and out of their bank accounts. So you have to think about that the IRS is generally an inept organization. It makes big mistakes. We've seen a lot of big government mistakes in Washington in recent years from both recent administrations. And the IRS, you know, they've never operated very efficiently or effectively. And, and they often uh, do uh, take very unfair actions against taxpayers. So that's the context you've got to understand this in. Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.